Love on the Air, a tennis podcast is the perfect place for all tennis lovers out there. Join us, Saul and our expert guests, as we dive into the latest news, strategies, and insights on the tennis world. From the grand slams to local tournaments, we cover it all. Tune in every week for engaging conversations, interviews, and fun banter about the game we love. Don't miss a single episode of Love on the Air, a tennis podcast. everyone. It's great to have you here for another episode of Love on the Air, a tennis podcast. Today's show is episode 29, and we've got an awesome lineup of tips, tricks and recovery rituals to help players of all levels improve their game, whether you're a beginner and intermediate player or a seasoned pro. We've got something for you, and we're not afraid to have a little fun while we're at it after all. Who says tennis has to be serious all the time? So join us on the court as we explore the weird, wacky and wonderful world of tennis recovery. Get ready to learn, laugh and maybe even hit a few balls yourself. Let's do this! right, folks, it's time to put this debate to rest. I've heard enough about recovery to make my head spin, and honestly I'm starting to feel like I need recovery from just listening to it all. But fear not, because Saul is here to save the day and provide the one true answer to the question on. Everyone's mind? What the heck is recovery anyway? So sit tight and get ready to have your mind blown, or at least mildly entertained with the answer you've been waiting for. In a previous episode, I talked about recovery in tennis, and I covered the big picture stuff like taking time off and getting enough sleep. But today, I want to dive deeper and talk about the smaller moments of recovery that happen during matches. These microcycles of recovery are crucial to staying physically and mentally fresh on the court, and I'll explain how they work. I'll look at what you can do during changeovers, in between points, and even right after a match to help your body and mind recover faster. Psychologically, I believe we have to go back to the mid-1980s and the pioneering work of Jim Lower, who examined the between-point time of the world's greatest players. In his work, Jim identified four distinctly separate but interconnected aspects of the between-point time, positive physical response, relaxation, mental preparation, and rituals. He even observed that all four stages could occur in as little as 16 seconds, thus his project was called the 16-second cure. Let's briefly break down what Jim found in his research, again remembering that all this occurs in extremely short time intervals. The positive physical response serves to clear the player's computer of anything negative, a missed shot, for example, by replacing the image with one that is positive imaging the correction of the missed shot. Once the brain is cleared, the player goes into relaxation when the racket is placed in the non-playing hand and breathing is controlled. In this stage, the athlete is taught to have the walk of a confident fighter, with head up, shoulders level and arms loosely held at the side. The third stage is mental preparation, when the player images where he wants to hit the ball on his serve or return. The final stage of rituals, according to Jim's research, is a process that helps the player shift into a state of readiness. 
This could include bouncing the ball a certain number of times before serving and making it a precise and structured action, thinking what I am preparing to do is important. Numerous players have benefited from these findings, which have paved the way for further research in the area of psychological recovery. As for the physical aspect, I consulted two people who are leaders in their fields of hydration and nutrition, Mike Bergeron, Director of the Environmental Physiology Laboratory at the Medical College of Georgia, and Paige Love, a registered dietitian and owner of Nutrifit in Atlanta. Both of these experts have extensive experience in working with tennis players of all ability levels. I ask them the following questions and I follow with their answers. My first question might surprise you, but I ask it given the research on how quickly the body adapts after exercise. Assuming that most of our competitive students are involved in weekend tournaments, what would you recommend immediately after a match? Both experts noted that the emphasis has to be on sufficient water, carbohydrates, and electrolytes, sodium, and chloride, however, Dr. Bergeron was quick to point out that recent research indicates that a certain amount of protein should be ingested as well for more complete muscle recovery. He mentioned that an appropriate amount could be found in a liquid carbohydrate protein recovery drink that has a 3 to 1 or 4 to 1 ratio of carbohydrate to protein. This will also likely help to reduce the feeling of hunger that a simply carbohydrate solution may not achieve. Both Bergeron and Love noted that additional fluid and electrolyte intake might be necessary depending on how much the athlete lost through sweat. Going beyond nutrition, Dr. Bergeron explained that the athlete might need to promptly get out of the heat and take a cool shower if playing in the heat. The major train of thought over the last couple of decades in this area of study has been that athletes need to recover nutrients within the first two hours after a bout of intense exercise. The idea was that the active muscles could bind more glycogen and recover energy stores more effectively. The most recent work seems to suggest that the athlete should begin recovering nutrients even earlier, i.e., e., within one hour or sooner to synthesize more glycogen based on this new evidence. Dr. Bergeron recommends that athletes begin ingesting nutrients right away within 15-20 minutes, especially if the next match is very soon, in order to have less in the stomach and some measurable degree of nutrient recovery before returning to the court. I then asked the two experts if they had any thoughts to add about recovery between points or on the changeover during a match. Before telling you what they said about hydration, etc., I am compelled to cite the obvious as Dr. Bergeron pointed out. Many athletes play fast and in doing so do not take the full time between points. From a physiological perspective, this can create a problem. Dr. Bergeron stated that if the athlete has played a long point and is feeling fatigued, hurrying to prepare for the next point AG, within 10 seconds means there will not be nearly as much muscle energy recovery and metabolic byproduct removal as when the athlete takes the full 25 seconds allowed. As for nutrition on the changeovers, Paige Love immediately wants us to tell our players that thirst is not always a sufficient stimulus for maintaining ample hydration, adequate fluid consumption is necessary throughout a match. 
she encourages athletes to drink fluids on every changeover and says that they should drink at least 5 to 10 ounces of liquid, depending on sweating rate, body size and tolerance. Both experts felt that energy carbohydrate drinks would be ideal during this time period. The sport drink should contain carbohydrates and electrolytes, primarily sodium and chloride, because consuming carbohydrates has been shown to help players maintain more power and accuracy with serving and ground strokes during match play, and the salt helps to retain the fluid. Doctor Bergeron does not feel that the energy drink consumed during a match should have very much, if any, protein, as this might delay energy and fluid absorption. In summary, there are many ways we can teach our students about recovery. As each of us knows, teaching students about competition involves so much more than just hitting great strokes. A major key is to understand all the limiting factors that can prevent players from accessing all of their talent and skill, thus preventing them from being as good as they could be. That's one challenge before us. Here is a simple action plan with numbered steps to achieve the best results for recovery rituals in tennis. 1. Determine the specific areas of recovery that you need to focus on, whether it's between points, games, sets, or matches. 2. Research and identify recovery rituals that work best for you, such as deep breathing, stretching, visualization, hydration, nutrition, massage, or meditation. Three. Create a routine that incorporates these recovery rituals and stick to it consistently, both during practice sessions and matches. 4. Practice your recovery rituals during training so that they become automatic and habitual. 5. Adjust and fine-tune your recovery plan as needed based on feedback from peers or other performance metrics. 6. Continually monitor your recovery rituals and adjust them based on changes in your physical or mental state or environmental conditions. 7. Share your recovery plan with your coach or trainer and collaborate on ways to optimize your recovery strategy. By following these steps, you can establish a comprehensive and effective recovery plan that helps you perform your best on the court. In our next episode, we will continue to explore the different ways recovery can be implemented during various situations in a match and how recent recovery research is reshaping the concept of training. Don't miss out on this opportunity to optimize your recovery and take your game to the next level. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and share it with your friends and fellow tennis players. We'd love to hear your feedback, so leave us a comment on our website or social media channels. And don't forget to subscribe to Teach the Shot, not the jump on your favourite platform to never miss an episode. Game, set, chat, love on the air, your ace for all things tennis. Thanks for tuning in to Love on the Air, a tennis podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on recovery rituals and how they can help you achieve a successful game plan. Remember, recovery is not just about taking days off, but also about implementing microcycles of recovery during different situations in a match. As always, we strive to provide you with the latest insights and research in tennis training, and our motto is to help you love the game even more. So, until next time, keep swinging and see you on the court! <laughs>